0: This episode of Snow the Goalie is proudly brought to you by Pack Horse Moving. Listen, moving doesn't have to be hard. Give the professionals at Pack Horse Moving a call at 877-309-PACK. That's 877-309-7225. Or head on over to their website, packhorsemoving.com slash goalie. When you set up your next move with Pack Horse Moving, make sure you let them know that you heard about them on Snow the Goalie. Give them the promo code SNOW, and they'll take $77 off of your next move. Again, Give them a call at 877-309-7225 or go to packhorsemoving.com slash snow the goalie and give them the promo code snow to get $77 off your next move. They serve the tri-state area with locations in Norristown, Pennsylvania, Burlington, New Jersey, and Wilmington, Delaware. Give them a call, head over to their website, plan your next move, use promo code snow. Is there a better moving company than Pack Horse Moving? Nay. They didn't tell me to do that. I I don't know. Maybe they'll like that, or not. I, I I don't know. Maybe I'll regret that, but I don't regret hiring them to do our move a couple of years ago. They did a great job. They made it stress-free. They did a fantastic job. Pack horse moving. A big thank you to them for sponsoring today's episode.
1: Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of hockey operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sennan. Hi, I'm Joel Farby. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfrey. Hi. This is Bob Clark, And you're listening to snow,
0: snow, snow the Goalie.
1: Snow the Goalie. Snow the Goalie. Snow the Goalie.
0: Snow the Goalie. Snow the Goalie. Snow the Goalie. Good morning. I'm out. Oh, good morning, Russ. Until I can fix this computer. This yeah. is my fault. It's once again my fault that we're late starting the morning after as the Flyers defeat those dreaded Blackhawks on the road. I, I, think, A big I think the win. coffee, Sam I think the coffee warmer great. was on the f-
2: The coffee warmers on the Fritz, as uh, some now the coffee warmers here. Look,
0: coffee warmers right here.
2: Yeah, that's the problem. There's no coffee on it. I didn't even make coffee this morning.
0: I got down here in time, and my computer seriously felt like it was running like a '98 Packard Bell. I don't know what the hell's going on. I've tried closing down a bunch of apps. I've closed out a bunch of tabs, and it's just it's not having it. But anyway, good morning and welcome into the show. The morning after, proudly presented by Pack Horse Moving Company. As we always say, use promo code Snow to get seventy seven dollars off your next move, and we'll talk about them a little bit later. But let's get to the guys that you're here for the hockey analysis from, and that's Anthony Sanfilippo
2: on Twitter at Anthony Philly. How are you doing there, pal? Fantastic, Russell. A lot better than you, obviously, uh, this morning. Um, yeah, it was wasn't the greatest hockey game last night, but it was a game that the Flyers needed a W. And it's interesting because this is a game that that you know you heard Tort say after the. Uh, Game in New Jersey, um, the outdoor game. That this was the one that he was more worried about, and I tended to agree with that because it was, regardless of what happened in that game in the outdoor game, this was always going to be a letdown game before a big weekend ahead. Um, you had you had to travel to Chicago to face a bad team, and then you got you're coming home to play. You know some some division games against you know back to back division games this weekend. This was an easy look ahead game and he was concerned about that and at times it looked like a look-ahead game but Sam Erson was a difference in the game and I, I think that made uh, made all the you know all that mattered really I mean he they, they gave up a lot of chances uh, probably too many chances and that then they would have more chances than they would have liked to have given up in a game um but Urson was solid for them in net and uh, and that makes a difference you win three to one and uh, you come home with a good win good win let's go to Bundy Bundy how are you feeling after that win
1: uh, good. I mean, it wasn't a great game to watch. I mean, it was, um, it was just one of those games. I said like, get the two points and get out of Dodge, you know? Uh, and they did that. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty, but at any, by any stretch of the imagination, it was, um, it wasn't a great game to watch. Like it was not like what you're like, wow, this is awesome. But you know, Chicago really, it really is funny eh? watching it, an ant. Cause I'm, I felt like Like, they really only have one player, and he's 18 years old. And uh, (laughs) it's unbelievable, like, to see. Like, I mean, the only chances they had really were the things that that young guy created, Bedard, last night. And he's going to be a great player. He really is. You know, I've I've seen him play this year. I didn't watch him really with the focus that you would if we're watching the Flyers. But, man, he's going to be a special player. Um, Yeah, the Flyers, I thought, after the 3-1 lead, and tell me if I'm wrong, was that uh, we're happy? the Hathaway goal, it was it was right. The Hathaway made it three one.
2: Yes, Hathaway's goal made it three one. Correct.
1: Yeah, um, it, the Flyers went away after that. Like the last yeah. five minutes of the second, and I thought the third period they didn't play really well. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you, Anthony. In the same same uh, thought process, is just you know you did what you had to do to get a really important two points. Because, believe me, it's way worse when you wake up on a day like today if you lose those two points to a team like Chicago. Ask the Pittsburgh Penguins, who the Flyers will see this weekend. Last year, they ended their season with a loss to that horrible team that picked first. So, again, um, I I don't have a whole lot to critique. Um, I thought Ursuline was very good. Uh, What did stand out, Anthony? Did you pick the Flyers 4-1 last night? Yeah, I did. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you, Scotty (laughs) I was thinking that. I'm thinking to myself, "Holy fuck! Lotten just missed the empty net from 60 feet. That's going to screw Anthony over." Too bad, man. You're fucked. You didn't get it.
2: I did not get the bonus point. (laughs) Did not get the bonus point last night. By the way, I got to thank David kassman He's he's on with us at 5:30 a.m. up and out in Vancouver. So, thanks, for, oh, thanks heck yeah. for being on that early, man. That's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, uh, you know, the thing is is, you know, about Urson. And, I mean, it wasn't like he faced a ton of shots last night, but the ones he faced, Bundy, they were they were some high percentage chances and he made some really nice saves in the game. You know, you, you look at what he what he's done. Um <sighs> the Flyers goals against average in games that he's won. Is one point four nine. I mean, uh, his goals against average in games at the Flyers won is one point four nine. That's pretty darn good. Excellent. I mean, he's he's uh, amongst goalies that have uh, twenty five starts this season, and I think there's thirty three of them in the league. Uh, he ranks tenth in goals against, so r- really top third of the league in goals against average. Um, his save percentage is a little bit lower, and I think that's because he's had a few games where when he's not good, uh, he he tends to be off a lot or he's given up or the team has been off and they've given up more goals so his save percentage is only 900 Um, still it's it's not terrible but uh, that does rank I think 20 tied for 23rd amongst those goalies in in that um, in that category so uh, yeah I mean it's they're gonna have to he's gonna carry this team in a sense and I don't want to make it put it all on his shoulders but a lot of this team's success down the stretch is going to be as Sam Erson goes. If if he's playing well in net, they're pretty much they're a good enough team to win those games. And if he's not playing well enough in net, well, then they're going to probably lose those games. And I think that I mean it, it seems like such a simplistic thing to say, and maybe it is, but the reality of it is, is that when you have a team like the what the Flyers are, they're not going to put up a ton of goals every night. So if your goalie is keeping things under three goals, three goals and under, you're probably winning. And if you're if he's given up four, you're probably losing.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if you just look at the the stats right now, like David Waitman dropped a couple of them in the comments, but like after last night's win with him in net, yeah. um like one point four nine goals against um when they win, which yeah, means he's stellar. And like he and he actively and wins you
2: games. Nine, and it's three point eight nine yeah. when he loses.
1: But you don't yeah. know what you're going to yeah. get sometimes, right? But like that's the thing where you're you're left kind of bewildered sometimes, where you're saying, "Well, he played really great. He made some really like cross box pass uh, saves last night on on one timers." And then there's games where the goals go in. And you're like, "Man, that shouldn't have gone in," you know. Like the Matthews. Yeah. Shot. I know Matthews was good last week. Like he was really on. But a couple of those shots got it. You know, one at least one of them got to be stopped. You know, and those are the difference in the game. So he was great last night. But again, I look more to consistency, right? Like over the course of time, because they're still at a point where, if he gets peppered a little bit, he he can he can be uh, in a situation and he can let in goals, and then you're then it's a real struggle. Here's a good one from it. It, I, it I, is I, impressive I, like, though, because I, I like, like to pull the, this up
2: real real quick, Russ. Okay. Bros okay. knows, just we so don't forget. Went to the game last night and met Jr. Sitting next to him, in the third row in the game last night. Wow. You, that's a good one. That's a good one. Hanging out with JR, that's a good time, right, Bundy? Oh. <laughs> just depends
1: what era. <laughs> it's, all, it's always a good time. It just depends what decade. Yeah, I've had I've had quite a few good times with JR, I can assure you of that. <laughs> oh, so, I just thought I'd bring that up. I was like, well, about that.
2: It's a pretty good one. Like somebody somebody they're...
1: said once, they are like, well, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know if you want to hang out with Charlie Sheen on, on the reg, but you wouldn't get cheated out of a hell of a good night on the town,
2: though, <laughs> <laughs> for one night and one night only. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, anyway, so back to the back to the goalie, and, and Anthony DeMeo brings up a good question here, and he asks, "Who starts this weekend's games? Does Peterson get one?" I can't imagine that he doesn't. I, I would think that you're going Ers against the Rangers on Saturday, and mm-hmm. and Peterson will start in Pittsburgh on Sunday. Just, to, just, I mean, I got to imagine that's the order that you go in considering who's what right in in this in this scenario um I, I mean they got what another game on tuesday after that right so i mean yeah. you're, you're playing three and four nights there's no way that you're going you're not riding them for three games in a row no no i don't think so i think, I think sunday's the game off right and then and yeah that's my guess yeah um so
0: It's interesting, like, I think that one of the things that you, like, come back to when you're looking for, like, what a a young goalie is capable of doing, there were a couple of interesting things, like, um, Lundqvist last night was talking about Erson's ability to kind of push off and and get from side to side, and that he felt like that that was one of the things that when he was playing, when you kind of master that, that's when you're ready to kind of take that next step, and he took that as an indication that, like, Er Erson's on the way. He's, like, on the way to kind of really finding himself at this level and being a legitimate... Reliable netminder. I always look at those home road splits, and and you know how crazy I was a few years ago about like Carter Hart's home versus away splits, right? Yeah, yeah. But like to look at what he has done on the road this season, it's it's really impressive. It's a it's a a two three three goals against on the road this year, and like when you talk about hey this team probably doesn't have the skill to match a lot of these other teams, the one thing that that you hope for when you're on the road is that your goalie is able to keep it close. And when you're allowing 2.33 goals against on average on the road, that to me is saying this goalie is capable of stealing you a game on the road, but if nothing else is capable of keeping the score low and keeping your team in it. And then flips the script where, all right, now your guys up front do have to be the ones to, you know, get you that win, but, but you can win a 3-2 game. You can win a close game. It doesn't have to be a shootout every time you're on the road, and that to me is a very good sign, especially if if they think they're going to make a playoff push. That's something that you obviously need to see, and I'll also point out here really quickly, his goals against throughout the season, and obviously things have kind of changed over time. October, 5.91 goals against in two games. In the month of November, six games. 1.70, he was stellar. December, 2.30 and eight games. In January, 2.72 and nine games. He's already dropped that this month. Granted, it's three fewer games, six games, 2.51. He's starting to really find himself. And, like, he's he's now become somebody I think that the team knows they can rely on. There aren't any question marks anymore about if he can be a number one.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, he is reliable. And and, and it's, it's a situation where you can make that – push with him he's going to be a guy that that you can count on but let's just let's i still say pump the brakes just a little bit on him because we've never seen him do this over the you know over a stretch of four months as a regular Mm -hmm. goaltender as the everyday goaltender in the nhl this is this is still going to be something that is a new test for him going through the rest of this month and into march and and april um And these games are going to be tough. Like we've gone over this schedule countless times. It's not going to be easy. I mean, really, the next three games are not easy games with Rangers, Pittsburgh, and and Tampa. Um, So, like these games are going to are going to be a challenge for this team. Um, And look, the team defense has been a has been as big a part of his wins as his goaltending has been. And that's not to take anything away from what he's done in goal, but. The way they play in front of him, for the most part, has been really good too, and I think that yeah. that's that's kind of sometimes gets lost in the shuffle, right? But at the same time, you got to give that you got to look at that too, and you got to look at the way the team's playing in front of him. You know, it, it, when you have a game like last night, it, that was good. He only gave up the one goal, but he only faced twenty-one shots, right, or whatever it was, or twenty-three shots, whatever it was it wasn't a ton of shots that were coming his way. That's pretty good defense for most of the game. Like right, third period got you know, games kind of snuck, right? But um but yeah, I mean really you, you got to look at the way that the team plays. If they're loose and he's facing a lot of shots, yeah, from game to game he might have us an opportunity to um you know, to steal one for you, make a big save and like, oh, man, that was a huge stop. But then you have a game like Bundy said, like Toronto, where they were giving up the chances and he didn't make the big stop. Right. So that's where the inconsistency, I think, is still there for a rookie goalie. You can't complain about the way he's playing. Right. But 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 the reality still sets in that every once in a while he's still a rookie goalie. Right, and that's going to sure. be that's going to be part of it. So the team defense, I think, is going to be just as important, if not more important, than the way he plays.
0: Bundy, I wanted to throw something to you here that that was in the comments on YouTube. That I think it's something that's going to get conversation. He's not going to win it, but Sean C. asks, "Why is the Calder race between Bedard and a field of scores? How's Erson not getting any mention when it comes to that?" I have to think that at some point, if he if he continues to play as much as they expect him to play, and if he leads them into the playoffs playing at this level, he's got to get some votes, right? Like he won't win, but he's, he's got to be considered, right? No. Because wow.
1: They'll want to give it to Bedard. I don't, I mean, yeah. I well, agree no, no, you. I'm
0: not, I'm, I'm not saying that he won't, that he'll win it. I'm saying, will there be voters who are going to at least
1: Depends, Russ. I mean, I think I, I don't know how many votes you get, or if it's a, like how many of you are allowed. But I'm sure he'll be he'll get depth votes. But so you get, terms you, get five,
2: top, you get five votes. Five we, votes. We, yeah, but yeah. top
1: of the ticket, there's no chance. Everybody wants yeah. Bedard to win it, and that will probably happen. And he's been, it was really good. I mean, he's been good. He's been hurt for got hurt for a while there, but uh, you know. And again, but yeah, you're right. It's a valid point. But again, it's it's just I think in the world of modern day sexiness of what is and what should be done right, it probably won't happen. But I do agree with you. It should be. Yeah. He's certainly Um, been that good, you know, and if he gets him in and and he's been that uh, integral to to what this team, the team's success, especially second half, when it mattered the most, absolutely you can make a case for at least voting for him for sure. No doubt. I want to to get us to
0: something else here in a second. But first, uh, uh, a word here. From our fine friends at Pack Horse Moving. If you're looking to move, or if you know somebody who is, take the stress out of the entire moving process. And as we've been talking about now for a few weeks, Pack Horse Moving is the number one moving company, according to us, in the tri-state area with locations in Norristown, Pennsylvania, Burlington, New Jersey, and Wilmington, Delaware. You go over to their website, PackHorseMoving.com/slash SnowTheGolie, you'll see the promo code SNOW. If you give them a call, or if you set up the move online, make sure you give them that promo code SNOW to get $77 off your next move. And again, if you know somebody who is moving, it doesn't matter how big or small the move is, let them know about Pack and make sure they use that promo code SNOW to get $77 off their next move. Um, and there's one other thing, Ant. And you yeah. know what this thing is because we talked about it yesterday. Go ahead. Last Cecilia, baby! March 16th. Tickets are available at shop.snowthegoalie.com. We've got the big Italian buffet. We have door prizes and I can tell you now that at least one of the door prizes is going to be something that everybody who's in attendance is going to want to get. 100%. March 16th, doors open at 5:30. The cost of your ticket includes the press Road show. We'll be having a blast. We'll be doing our thing. We'll be talking puck. But you get a big Italian buffet as well. We're going to make Anthony gain we, all the weight back. And we watch that he the game. Lost. And we and we'll watch Mario's the
2: game. Bruins together, right? I mean, that'd be kind of yep. cool. So, so it's good. going to
0: be great stuff. We're really
1: excited about it. Who um, won that Edmonton game last night? Boston, Edmonton. Boston in overtime. They
2: did. Five. Okay. I yeah. For the first period, that was it for me after. so, Yeah. Um, <clears throat> good God, start. Good. Yeah, good stuff. Let's make sure everybody gets out there to see us out at uh, Los Sicilia. Yeah, come on. out.
1: It'll be a great time. I mean, if you want to, try to get out for the night, watch some hockey. The weather should be turning. You know, yeah. Um you know, again, you get a little bit warmer in March since, you know, getting into, like, that spring hockey. So, yeah, come on out. Hang out with us. We'll sit there the whole night. We'll do our intermissions. But really what we do is we sit around and watch the game. Yeah. So if you want to go be shoot, shoot
2: the breeze with us, we're there. It would be a great time. It is really great stuff. Um, but back to, back to your con- your conversation about Ers as a uh, potential um, Calder guy. So the one thing i got to say about this, as a voter, right, rookie goalies tend to get overlooked Mm -hmm. a lot I mean really a lot I mean it's usually you look at the it's mostly an award for forwards although there are some defensemen that are considered when they're having a great rookie season but I'm not certain that Urs is the best rookie goalie this year Uh, he's certainly started the most games of all rookie goalies but that Kochetkov in Carolina is having a really nice season uh as well I mean again better team Right. But he's he's uh, only started three fewer games than earth got a better goals against average, better save percentage. Like if if you're going to start looking at a rookie goalie to consider in the voting, it would be wrong of us as voters to say, well, let's champion Sam Erson when and there's another rookie goalie who's having a slightly better season even though he's on a better team a slightly better season statistically than Erson is so I, I just want to throw that out as well as a possibility as to why maybe Erson doesn't quite fit the bill for what you're looking for
1: interesting points Anthony yeah and uh yeah, yeah and you know what I just see somebody up there talking about the Jonesy talking about the Russian goaltenders uh there must be another pipeline again. You know where things go cyclical, where there's a lot of good Russian goalies right now, and I think teams are willing to try them out. Uh, certainly with Shostak and in, in, in New York and other guys. I mean, there's there's been um, um, there there are there are good Russian goaltenders, and clearly the Flyers are excited about what they think they have. So be interesting to see in terms of backups for where they're they're at right now. Yeah. Um, but there, there's definitely a trend that way again, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. For sure.
0: Uh, hey, guys, just real quick. Do you know the last time a goalie won the Calder?
1: The only one I could think of was Steve Mason. Yes,
0: um, he's the most recent one, 2008. Yeah. Uh, Good pull, Bundy. There are – let me see. I just want to go back a little bit. There is one, two, three, four. Uh, Since 1987, can you name any of the other ones? Either of you.
1: Jim Carrey. Is he right?
0: It's not one of the ones I was looking at.
1: All right. (laughs) Now. Or Jim Carrey. I mean, the timing of that name was unbelievable. Uh, That guy was
2: good for about 100 years. Going back to what year you said, 87? Yeah. Well, that's got to be Hextall. If you go back to he Actually, 80, 80, he actually 80, didn't 80. win. He didn't win
1: he,
0: he didn't. No, he didn't. He oh. was not. So I can tell you players.
2: that. I thought. Well, no, no. But I thought. When I can he, tell
0: you that one of I the was winners to leave played.
2: His mind, because when he went when he went back to eighty-seven, was it come back to where,
0: to where hockey were hockey reference cut off at? I can tell you okay. that one of the guys who won it uh, played for the team they faced last night. Played for this the guy walks. This guy won it in 1990.
1: Eddie Belfort? Yes, Eddie Belfort. Yes. In
0: 1993, another team in our general area that's also a member of the Met. Brodeur? Yes, Brodeur in 1993. And then, uh, let's see, in 2000, this goalie was from a West Coast team.
1: 2000 out West. Mm-hmm. Luongo?
0: Nope.
1: No, no, He was Florida that I just kept thinking, I kept getting mixed for That tells you a long time it is.
2: Western uh California who, team. Um Evgeny Nabokov? Nabakov? Yeah, you're no. looking at the comments, you bastard. no, 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 yeah. ja- Jagu- it was, no. It was six it, million people
0: it was Nabakov. No, Nabakov. Oh and there's one other goalie since nineteen eighty seven who's won the Calder. I don't remember this name. Like I don't remember this this guy playing. 2000, well, if
2: 2003. It's, if it's a name that came through the, uh, through the, the list here, we'll give our our readers credit. Was it Raycroft?
0: It was Raycroft.
2: Andrew Raycroft. Yeah.
0: Raycroft. Yep. Lee he won He wanted Andrew as a Raycroft. he wanted as a member of the Bruins. Bruins. Boston Bruins. Wait a minute.
1: Yes. Andrew Raycroft won the, the Calder.
0: As a Bruin. Yep.
1: Holy Jesus. That's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a year that was. I know. But, like, I guess I guess it's
0: that just kind of comes to a larger point here, though. Like, what what was that, five goalies that we came up with, right? Yeah. One, two, three, four. Yeah, five since 1987, and the rest are, are mostly forwards. There have been some defensemen in there as well, but it's just interesting. Very interesting to see, you know, where that award has started to go and, and where it's trended to go. We know that, like in the NFL, it's always the well, the MVP at least is always a quarterback, and typically a rookie of the year in a lot of cases on the offensive side is a is a quarterback. It's just interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not a it's not an exciting runaway thing for Bedard this year. I mean, he did miss time with the with the chin injury, right? But, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's he's got thirty nine points. That's nice. It's it's over already. So. It's nice. You can send I mean, him
1: to Vegas, he'll get the trophy, you can leave him there for the next four months to the awards and he'll still get the trophy.
2: Well, you know why that is, though.
1: Yeah, of course I know why it is.
2: I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you know, the, the voting that we do... Uh, you know, it's, it, it, I'm not certain how many guys take it as serious. I mean, I take it very seriously when it comes to voting, right? I pour through numbers. I call people up and say, what do you think of this? What do you think Leave of Kyler that?
0: Leave McDavid off the heart
2: ballot. Yeah. I did one year. Only one year. I voted for him last year. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, like I, you know, I think guys just look at it and go, oh, it's got to be Bedard. He's the number one pick. He's the leading scorer amongst rookies. So, yeah, just make it him. And, most, and there are people out there who will vote. You know, five. You get five votes, right? They'll yeah. go Connor Bedard, Marco Rossi, Brock Faber, uh, Brock Faber, Dmitry Veronikov, and Adam Fantilli because they're one, two, three, four, five in scoring right now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how they that's,
1: that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, There's, it, it's not even. I, folks, I'll tell you now: the Calder Trophy winner is going to be Connor Bedard in a landslide runaway. You heard it here first. And Anthony knows I'm right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to say it. He knows I'm dead right. Uh, you know what? I want to hear. Is I, I got a quick story for you? So one year it was a, I think it was the year 2000 because Craig Ramsey was our coach. So we had to vote for the most improved player on the team. The players voted for it. So I voted for Chief, and okay. uh, I submitted my, I submitted the ballot. And Rammer says, Bundy, can you come in here and see me for a sec? So I go in, he's like, you know, Chief's like 37 or whatever. He goes, he's like 37 years old. He goes, you know, we, why are you voting for him? I go, I thought he had a better year this year than he did last year.
2: <laughs> Jeez Louise. By the way, did you see that tweet that we got from somebody who had like an old hockey game? Uh, they, they yeah, it and they, they.
0: I did the the retro, you, do you the have retro that thing. With
2: the interview with Bundy. I I can pull it up
0: here really quick. I, I just hope sh- it doesn't I get. I am just hoping it doesn't get us flagged. Is my only concern. No, no.
2: I did the, see. Just go to the clip of Bundy. No, I I I know. Yeah, yeah I know yeah, what you're the talking little, about a little a little snippet of a. It was an interview. Did you watch this Bundy at I've all? I've got it. No. Uh, this will be fun then. I won't. I won't. This right, is from a game when Eric Lindros scored seven points against the Senators. Oh, you remember, do you remember that game up in Ottawa, I do. Right? It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Garth Snow is to go whatever. So they were interviewing, they had a quick little 10 second interview with you. Oh, um, computer,
0: don't die on me.
2: Uh, in between, uh, you know, I was between periods or if it was, you know, whatever, um, talking about how you were m- playing much better. And I just want people to see it because the mullet is by far the best your hair has ever looked.
0: <laughs> I'm just trying. My computer legitimately feels Biggest like it's back to
2: the 90s out. baby those
1: mullets were rocking <laughs> to come <laughs> the, in the morning the, the hair was just hair.
2: so good i mean the comment i don't know who
1: was I mean, that was the hockey thing right the mullet like i don't know oh i don't even know how like i don't even know how i want to like the, the, the whoever cut my hair and said hey uh, make sure you trim down the side so the
2: mullet stays intact i mean <laughs> Russ is struggling over here we're trying to no, we're I, got,
0: trying. I I think I ha, I think I have it I don't know if I'm going to be able to play the video or not today but I I should be able to show yeah, at least at the 10, uh, the like screenshot 10, here because it's
2: five I think it was the no, the no video. I know
0: I have it I'm just my computer and I are not getting along this morning here we go and are you able to pull that up I have it I ha, it should show up here as one of the things we can click onto the thing are you able That's, to do that
2: yeah but it's as you see there we go, there we go. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Look at this. Look at that look at that salad, man. That's so good. <laughs> All
0: right. Let me see if I can play it without dying.
1: Jesus, time. The playoffs are starting up and uh, I think it's a time when you really have to it's, you know, it's, it's we have twenty games left and it's a time of the year to pick it up and, and start playing and uh, yeah, I mean if if, if I have to, to give myself pep talks and get myself motivated before games, that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, wow well,
2: his LeClaire is
0: Wow. <laughs> Good old Bundy.
1: That was a that was a, a town game. So I got the private hockey night in Canada interview. Le <laughs> Mollet. There's nothing like Le Mollet.
2: It was so good. It was so good. Anyway. You either
1: had the either had the, the ability to bring the mullet, like have the mullet and entertain people with it, or you just didn't. Some guy tried some guys tried it, it just didn't work. You gotta have the right noggin for it.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know what happened to Russ. Russ, is, Russ just decided. Sorry, to-
1: Russ is having a rough day. So we, Anthony, uh, moving forward to the uh, to the weekend. Yeah. Uh, so you're going, yeah, and I, I mean, two of those three games is Urson for me. I don't want to talk much about goaltending again. Anything of the Rangers that kind of jump out at you right now, and they will come think- down to their goaltending as well.
2: Yeah, and it's interesting to me, Bunny, because I think the le- this is a this is going to be an interesting game because the Flyers were pretty much overmatched the last time they played the Rangers, which was the, if I remember correctly, it was either black Friday or black the Friday game. game. Yeah. yeah. I think it was black Friday. Right. Um, but they were really overmatched in that game. And, you know, now it's, it's, it's a different team. I think, I feel like the flyers are, are a little bit different than they were then. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how they match up against that, that New York team, who I think is, is a really strong team in this conference. Um, they, they could be a team that goes to the final this year in my mind. But um, yeah, I mean, that game is, that game is more interesting to me than the Pittsburgh game in a lot of ways. I know Pittsburgh is everybody's natural. It's the natural rival, but I think that the Rangers game will tell you a lot more about the flyers than, than the Penguins game. will. even if, even if they, even if they beat Pit- the Rangers and lose to Pittsburgh, I think that that's a good sign for the flyers, you know, if they get smacked around by the Rangers and still beat the Penguins, I'm st- I'm less confident. You know what I mean? I think that the Rangers game has a little bit more juice to it in my mind.
1: I'm about ready to uh, call uh, – I'm ready to pull the curtain down on the Penguins.
2: Yeah, they're, it's, it, it, they're pretty much – they pretty they're much done. are. Yeah, yeah, they're done.
1: Uh, they don't, they're not going to say that. Nobody's really going to want to accept that, but they're done. I mean, they're – Right now, looking at it, they're twenty four, 21 and eight. Remember, I said you to make the playoffs, basically to take the standings, you have to be over five hundred and like the true standing thing. So if you're like one game over five hundred, however the even the overtime losses, you tend to make it. They're right now at twenty four, um, and twenty nine. So they, I mean, they're five under that point. I just don't see it happening. Say they're like with Washington, the Islanders. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I'll tell you what, Anthony, no. getting out of this gauntlet, the Flyers can survive it with the numbers intact and the other teams behind them with the same intact as well. Um, they could be – like I'm almost ready to call it for the Flyers in reverse and say like I think this is a playoff team regardless. Uh, the Devils are are seven points back, and the Flyers haven't had like a, co- a collapse of monumental proportion all year. I just don't see that happening. Like I'm looking at teams now – where I always said it's a lot harder um getting in than being in. And the Flyers right. are in. And so, like, you know, again, and tonight the Devils and the Rangers play. You hope for the Flyers' sake, the Rangers win that game. If I'm the Flyers, I don't worry about the Rangers in first place in the division anymore. If you get them, great. If they fall apart and you get them, great. But that shouldn't be my focus. My focus if I'm the Flyers and, and the coach is to make sure that they we do what they what they have to do to stay in the top three in the metro. Yeah, And you're probably going to have a date with Carolina. That's probably what you're – look at it now. What are we, February 22nd? I'll bet you the Flyers and Carolina are a first-round match.
2: Oh, that's probably the case. Um, yeah. The only team in my mind that can still catch them is the Devils, and the Devils missed an opportunity to get even closer when they lost the game to Washington the other night. Um, they got
1: killed. They didn't yeah, even show was- up
2: that was a bad game for them right you you know i pittsburgh is the outlier with that goal differential plus 11 which doesn't make any sense when they're as far down in the standings as they are um they do have four games in hand on the flyers so sunday could be a desperation game for them in a lot of ways right if you if you win that one and you you're back within eight points or whatever and then all of a sudden you have four games in hand and it changes the you know, the mathematics a little bit, but yeah, I don't see it either. I think you're spot on that that Pittsburgh is done. I think they're going to trade Gensel at the deadline, um, just because they have to, um, and, and then you go forward. Uh, so yeah, the debt to me, the devils are the only team who can catch the flyers and they missed an opportunity to get some points, um, the other night in Washington to kind of keep it keep it within striking distance i mean they still are in a sense they're seven points back with two games in hand so usually if you win those two games you're within three right and so then okay yeah. it's, a, it's a race um so i don't count it out yet especially with that Flyers schedule after the post trade deadline where they have to play so many good teams in a row it, it could that's where it could snowball a little bit but the the devils did themselves no favors losing the game in washington the other night
1: I don't. Uh, yeah, it was. That's an awful loss. Like in a must-win game. Good. The, the teams that want to get in beat the teams that are just not in. Right. Uh, I don't know what the connect the apology form is, but anyway. Um, I think PK's it's probably
0: that, like you've said a couple of times this year, that like you appreciate what he brings to the table and everything, but that you don't think he's a top-line winger on a cup-winning team. That might be what that is. Since
1: who's around him, but I don't. I I, I, I don't I mean, think there's anything. Wrong okay, with let, that. let me let me put things in perspective for you. Okay. Austin Matthews has fifty-one goals. Okay, Mm fifty-one goals. Pasternak has how many goals? Like a ton of them. Tk has had has twenty-seven goals. He's had a great year, but there's a difference between twenty-seven goals and forty-seven and fifty-one goals.
2: Yeah, that's mega
1: star power. That's mega shining star power. Tk is a really good hockey player, but he's not. He's not those guys. So let's just stop. Like seriously. All right, I love Tk. He's been unbelievable for this fucking team, and he's worked. He's worked hard. He's improved. He's everything you want to see in development for a player. Yeah, but I'm I mean, not going to apologize because he's not fucking Leon Drysital.
2: Sorry, yeah, he's he's um, 19th in the league in goals, and he's uh, tied for 30th in the league in points. It, again, good good numbers, right? Really good stuff. It, it's still probably a second line guy on on a Stanley Cup caliber team. Yeah. Not there's, that there's still, anything wrong with yeah, that. There's nothing wrong with it. It's great. There
0: will be just, if they pay him $11 million a year. But in the God, meantime... I actually,
1: going around the league, guys, something interesting, and it wasn't like it was a shocker and it's not a big thing, but it is something in the Metro. Um, John Davidson, who's been the president of Columbus for I don't know how long, decides he's going to fire his GM, Kekalainen, Yarmo Kekalainen. Anthony, any idea about that? Like, was it just... I mean, why would he time. have kept him there that long? It's about you know, I mean, again... It looks like like John Davidson, I, I don't know what what was going on there, but why would you wait till now to Canada? I mean, Davidson watched them sign Gaudreau to all that money and put them in cap hell.
2: But yeah, hey, I, let's just fire the GM. I think it got to the point where it was like, you know, see how this season goes. I mean, all right, last season you were you knew you weren't gonna have a great year, but you're gonna bounce back this year, you know, second year with with uh goudreau and, and those guys and you know you, you picked up a top kid in infantilly and they thought this was going to be like a really nice year and then they bottom out right and and it's like okay we can't let this guy go into a trade deadline again like we he's he's killed us with his deals and so that was it i think it was probably you know several months coming and it just that's just happened to be the time when it happened but it was only a matter of time but um you know, the the only other thing I
0: wanted to touch on here really quick, I don't know if you guys have seen this as much. I guess I live on Twitter probably more than you guys do. Yeah. You but do. I I've just seen so many people getting themselves worked into a fucking tizzy about moves that have not happened. Like, I get the idea that as fans, you know, it's fun to talk about traits. I love talking about traits. I think it's a lot of fun. However, no, like no as I okay. as I said on Twitter, you have a bunch of grifters, like a bunch of people who try to sell themselves as being more in the know than they are. Or they try to make it seem like they have an idea. And I'm not talking about, what's his, what's his DeMarco? Not talking about him. I'm going to be very clear. He's got his stuff. Like, he's been, he's been breaking some things. So not him. There are these other people, though, who are local, who aren't beat writers, or they're not people who are really around the team, who just kind of like to poke and prod, and they like to kind of get people fired up over shit that might not happen. For example. There are a lot of people getting very worked up about the idea of re-signing Sean Walker. Now, as we've discussed on this show, Flyers have been interested in potentially re-signing Sean Walker, but we did talk about the fact that Rasmus Ristolainen's injury may have changed some of the calculus on what they were planning on doing, and that it could be hard for them to rationalize paying both Sean Walker a 4 plus million dollars million-a-year deal and having Rasmus Ristolainen here. There have been people who have been interested in Risto, but if Risto's injury proves to be more serious or whatever and he's not eligible to be traded at the deadline, it yeah. might change what they do with Walker. But you have a bunch of these people who, like, oh, the Flyers re Sean Walker. It's just more
1: of the same from this. Everybody's, you know, all the former Flyers, the same old Flyers, the new era <laughs> of Orange is the same as the old one. You don't fucking know.
0: You have no idea what they're going to do. They haven't made the signing. They haven't moved heaven and earth and offered Sean Walker like six years at five and a half million with a no movement clause. What are we getting upset about? But I see it and I see these people. And, and the, the big problem, man, is the same ones who are already shitting on the idea of re-signing Sean Walker are the same assholes who if they trade him are gonna be disappointed. Oh, I've been seeing Sean Walker could get them a first round pick. Why did he only get them a second and a prospect? Whatever it ends up being. These people are grifters. They have built followings on Twitter as grifters, and at some point, I just want people to realize these people are full of shit, and they need to stop. They need to touch some grass. It is insane. So listen, if you're a fan, and you're out there, and you're in good faith talking about trades and like potential targets, and about what you'd be willing to like see the Flyers pay, totally fine. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the fucking grifters, and they need to stop.
1: That's it.
2: Anyone else uh, wish Russ didn't restart his computer? It just it's just me. He's
1: all wild now and everything.
0: <laughs> hurtful, hurtful.
1: It's like a little <laughs> wild man right now. Why did Ryan Ingrid call
0: me Alex Jones? Was it the gravel in the voice there for us? <laughs>
1: all right. <laughs> anyway, anyway,
0: uh, I, think, I just think it's I just think it's I think it's goofy. I think it's overdone. I think that we're fine. We'll see how this goes. And listen, if this team does put together a $5 million a year deal for Sean Walker, I will be the first to say, what the fuck are we doing here? But until that day happens, right, it's not worth getting upset about. Let's see how things unfold. Let's see how things go. It'll be fine. We're, what, two weeks away from the deadline, right? So, and have you heard anything – while we're talking about like grifters, let nope. let's like pull. New. Let's let's get the ultimate grifter, Anthony. S- no.
2: Let's <laughs> get from no, from your side of things. I, have you I heard got, anything? I got nothing new for you. I got nothing okay. new from what we've already been discussing. Okay. Uh, we, I mean, you know, I don't know how many time more times I have to tell everyone that this comes down to the deadline. With a couple of these guys i mean they, i mean when i say down to the deadline it doesn't necessarily mean if it happens the night before or a couple of nights before that i was wrong right i mean but the reality of it is is it comes down too close to the deadline for a lot of these deals a lot of what the flyers are looking at and considering and you know we're in that mode now where we're getting close to it right and it's going to everybody's going to talk about it and that's fine and it's worth conversing, can you know having conversation about but until until you get a sense that, all right, something's going to happen, it's not going to happen, you know, and and just hang tight. Just don't don't overreact. Don't overreact to reports of, you know, of stuff. I mean, even my even if I put something out, don't overreact to it. Um, you know, the reality of it is, is that a lot of times these conversations happen and things don't come to fruition. Right. And, and you're only going to be told something that's that's you know from certain people. That's real. And even if, even if it doesn't come to fruition, that's okay. But at least, you know, that that conversation took place.
1: Russ, um, before I forget this, I wanted to, I think you and me should congratulate Anthony for providing, uh, content on flyers, Twitter for the gritty earmuff night. That is all you, without you, there is no gritty earmuff night (laughs) and, and and the torch presser. Um, that's like if you don't think that there's impact, we got promos being made after us now.
0: <laughs> I mean, in fairness, we started with with my voice of going, the Danny Briera, and yeah. now we have an entire campaign based around Anthony, are you kidding me? are you are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> A silly podcast. <laughs> you know?
0: Uh, so we have that, and now there's that. So Bundy, I just need to know like what's the thing that's going to be built around you?
1: There has I to know be something. I, I have no idea. Um, it'll and you know what, Russ? It will rear its head. It will rear its head exactly how it's supposed to. All right, I want. What to, my... I want to congratulate Anthony. Um, I, you drew. You drew a lot of attention, pal, and you know what? You created. You created a promo for the Flyers, and mm, um, that's nice. That's invaluable.
0: Bundy, ask me what my idea for you is for your promo.
1: Go ahead, Russ. Tell no, me, buddy. Me. What's, my, what's your idea for my promo? I'm not answering any of your questions.
0: <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> so slip one in there. Just slip it in there real quick.
2: All right. Anything uh, else you guys wanted to get to today? No. I was told by you we weren't going to have a 45-minute episode. In the I
0: day. wanted to do a 15-minute episode, but here we are, 43 and I guess we won't do a show tomorrow. So we'll, this will be our – this is our show. And then on Saturday, we'll be doing the Press Row Show, Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And if you have not found us yet uh, at a game, but you listen to this show or you watch this show, you go out of your way to make time for three jamokes however many times a week, please come find us. We're up in the balcony by the organ. You take the elevator by Section 121 through the glass doors. Tell them you're going up to the sports book. And as you come out of the elevators, you'll see the organ. You'll see us. Come chat. We'll give you stickers. We'll talk. Uh, come talk some puck with Bundy. Tell Ant that his fingerprints Ant, are make, all over that that pee bottle that he drinks from every game. Know, like
1: balloon animals. It's great. Come on up and <laughs> oh, Ant, Ant, hold that up again. Oh, it's
0: yeah, you got to go see the doctor. That doesn't look good. <laughs> wild strawberry guys were you just making <laughs> hold on buddy were you just making balloon animal sounds like the, the no, balloon? i was
1: doing i was doing dumb and dumber russ i know that movie was before 2000 so you probably never seen it i've I seen dumb and dumber. the cop goes what's in the bottle buddy <laughs> oh it's nothing sir <laughs> <laughs> the guy, he's like <laughs> <laughs> what a mess what
0: an absolute mess <laughs>
1: We got to make uh, you laugh here. Like you can't just leave here with a fucking serious tone and oh man, and then go to work. You have to laugh. Like that's why we're on part of the of, of our shtick. At least mine is. I like laughing at my own dumb shit. And I hope you, you people enjoy laughing along with me. Like this I, uh, so. I <laughs> did want to. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a last shout out. It, um, Sunday, I went down to Baltimore and I went down to see my daughter's game Dude. and a like. Um, what a great, There's a bad great too, Alexa, my uh, Loyola plays in the Patriot league division one basketball, uh, 10 schools. And she had 44 points in a division one college basketball game and a big win over Lehigh university. Um, we didn't follow it up last night with a good game at Navy, but still, uh, as I say, and I have to say this to my Alexa, I have two daughters that start on the same team, uh, Ava and Alexa, and they both play amazingly well. I'm super proud of both of them, but, Alexa is the only other kid along with Caitlin Clark for women to have scored in the 40s this year in Division one basketball so uh, pretty cool very proud of her and uh, she ended up setting a, a school record as well uh, with those points so uh, um, awesome. very proud dad moment and uh, and I know that uh, you know I share that with you guys as well when, when they uh, when they play if sometimes the computer's on if they if they run parallel with the Flyers games but uh, it was a it was a great thing to see. Uh, because it's something I'll probably never get to see again, and when it's your own kid, it it
2: it's left me more floored than just what anything else I've seen in sports. Very cool and, and, moment. And I'll say this, Bundy, as as an alum of American University, which is in the Patriot League, mm-hmm. I've watched more Patriot League women's basketball with you than I did when <laughs> I went to American University. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I
1: have. Yeah, it's, it's probably probably true. Yeah. You know, and people yeah. say, well, what's it like the mid majors to the the difference, to, like the power five? The only difference is the height of the girls at the, the five spot. They're just taller. Like they're like 6'5, yeah. 6'6. Six, six, six. So, and the other schools too. Like, I mean, that's a great league. Uh, there's a lot of good basketball players, but I'm proud of my girls. They compete hard, and that's what I want. I don't want all the skill. I just want them to play hard and have fun, and they do that. So, thanks for letting me share, everybody. Appreciate that
0: bundy you've got like the, the genetics are just unreal
1: right like, unbelievable genetics too I people say it, it you know what i don't think she doesn't get enough credit the mom of my kids for for actually being the kind of person she is diana like she's she's every bit as important to their genetics as me she's tall she played basketball too so you know what it was um they are they're good athletes but they what, what i'm most proud of is how they compete and and they're 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 honest players they're not dirty you know and that's what you want but they compete hard and they don't give you a second chance
0: so you have the two that are playing for the same team right now your son yeah the 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 intent is to play d1 football correct in college yep tracking that way
1: and he has all already yeah
0: and your oldest did she play uh anything at the collegiate level
1: she, she was the one that the pioneer of all of them. She was the first one to go to Loyola. She was also Patriot league rookie of the year. She had injuries there. Isabella was unbelievable. She's a, a South Jersey hall of famer for the SGIBT. I mean, one of, they're all great players. They're all different, but uh, yeah. And she lives in Indianapolis and, um, uh, her boyfriend plays for the Colts. Will fries is an offensive lineman that went to Penn state. So they've been together for almost four years and, uh, so she's, yeah, we got sports all around us. Like it's sports all. Say, over like you. if they,
0: if if they t- they tie the knot, they have some kids. Like the like that that kid's gonna be like six nine, right?
1: Like yeah, like well, there's Will, almost no Will, doubt. Will's like Will's like six seven three fifteen, and I'm like like <laughs> I'm mad at I me. Mean, he's a monster, right? I told Izzy, I'm like Isabel. I said, hey, you know, uh, I just got news for you. If you, if you ever have problems with him, you're on your own. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a he's an awesome guy but anyway yeah you know what guys it, it's great to see your kids succeed and uh and, and of course they were raised in a sports family you know i mean they my, my youngest ones or my oldest ones got to see me play uh hockey and so it's great they they you know all diehard philadelphia sports fans and uh very very cool so That's thank great. you
0: very good cool stuff. good stuff All right, guys, I think it's probably a good place to wrap up. And then we'll uh, like we like we said before, we'll be down there for the press row show this weekend. So, uh, you know, make sure you come find us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, That game is what time? And is that a that's a three Three o'clock game on on Saturday uh, as they take on the Rangers. If you haven't bought tickets yet, buy tickets. Let's make sure that there are more Flyers fans, than Rangers fans in attendance for this one. Um, And like we said, come find us up in the balcony level above section 121. Again, it's through the glass doors. It looks like you're going to a VIP elevator. Um, Tell them you're going up to the sports book. Come find us. Shake hands. Talk puck. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So looking forward to that. And then they're back in action again on Sunday. So we'll probably do a morning after, I'm guessing, Monday morning to recap Mm -hmm. the Penguins game. So a lot of hockey talk. A lot of snow the goalie talk. Big thank you. And by the way, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. That helps us out a lot. Um, subscribe, ring the bell so you are always notified when we go live with a show. We're going to be dropping the uh, alumni game um, interviews over the weekend on the YouTube channel uh, with all the guys that we, that we talked to on alumni night. Um, so those are going to be hitting the, the YouTube account as well. And if you like to listen on the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you go subscribe there. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We do have some that we need to read that we I didn't read a, a week or so ago, so we'll make sure that we read those on the next episode. Um, so make sure you go do that. So for Ant on Twitter, at AntSan Philly, for Bundy at C's Hearing 6, I'm Russ at Joy on Broad. Thank you so much for listening to, maybe even watching, Snow the Goalie the morning after. Hey, Flyers take down the Blackhawks, that's a pretty good way to start the weekend. So we'll talk to you all very, very soon.